Good evening. What is the highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT Podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I am Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary things in their life. We discuss their story of success and the mindset drive them into achieving the impossible. How much do you need to sacrifice to become a successful entrepreneur? What does it take for you to be successful as a real estate investor? Our guest today is going to share what she has been doing and she has been through. Um, the story will inspire you. Happy to have you here, Megan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Hey, um, see you have done a lot of great things on your, uh, you know, IGs and all that. Um, give us a high level introduction about yourself and what you have done and, you know, what, what excite you. Uh, yeah, so I was born and raised in Southern California. Um, started trying to invest there, but really wanted to get into rental properties um, and just couldn't make those numbers work. Uh, so in 2018, I moved, uh, my husband and I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska to do real estate full time. Um, so we both jumped in um, and started doing it, started buying rentals, started flipping. Um, he became a realtor and I started a staging company. And so between that, we do you know, real estate full time. We've done uh, right about 60 deals um since then 60 60 yep 60 and and what year again uh 2018 2018 wow so you guys are doing about like 12 deals a year yeah and so in the beginning it started out more like five or six deals a year you know you're learning you're going kind of slow and then now we're doing about 15 or 16 uh, a year for the last couple years and um, this year, we've done uh, a, at least that many um, so far <laughs> since April. Or awesome, awesome. April. And what what uh, what get you guys into real estate? I mean, why? Um, I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I had looked into kind of like franchising or you know starting a business. What would that look like? Um, and kind of had settled on real estate because my grandparents uh, retired on commercial real estate. And they never really talked to us about it, but I just saw that they always had money and they could travel, but they never really worked. I never saw them work. Like, I want, I want to do that when I grow up, you know? Um, so yeah, you I see the outcome. We, we, yeah, we got into into real estate um, kind of off of that dream. Mm, awesome, awesome. Um, what, 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 are, what are the things that he talked to you about, you know, real estate? Or did he share anything with you guys before you even jump into it? I mean, he got um, to at least tell you, like, what's the top three thing you should not do or something like that, right? Yeah, he he didn't. Actually, they were like, yeah, don't get into real estate. Being a landlord is terrible. And I was like, but, but you guys do it, you know. And, and they're like, yeah, but it, it was terrible. And my grandma told me a story where they had, like, an eightplex um, in Riverside, California. And she showed up, and, like, they one of the tenants had vacated, and it was just completely trashed and cat pee everywhere and she just went out into the hall and was like crying and so that's her idea of it and and she's like don't do it it's terrible um but i don't you know i'm i'm a little bit of a rebel at heart so i just kind of did whatever i wanted got into real estate anyways awesome awesome um before we get into real estate did you um think about what type of i mean there's so all, all kind of way that you can make money in real estate Right. 
like what what was your mindset like were you just thinking hey you know real estate is some something that's going to set me free i can travel whatever so i'm going to to, to do everything or i'm just going to focus on one niche um i don't know i i think that i'm kind of a i'm like easily distracted so i kind of bounce around a little bit but one thing for me is like i love the transformation part of it um one of my my gifts personal gifts is is craftsmanship so i love that taking something ugly and making it beautiful and so for me that was a very like easy fit for flipping and then for rentals because we use the burr method so we're still fully rehabbing all of the rentals we buy right 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 and i mean if you were not to buy the fixer upper you would not have the full opportunity to transform the whole thing otherwise you i mean it may not make business sense right yeah yeah we're able to do that um and then not put any of our own money into it because we're doing that full rehab but also like you just don't get the warm and fuzzies when you you know flip a whole house and then make it beautiful and make it this really amazing place for our tenants to live or for mm -hmm. the next owners to live in Nice. So, what what is the what is the goal and what is kind of the 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 vision that you have? I mean, you're in real estate. What what, what do you want to see this business goes? Um, I don't I don't look out farther than like one year. Um, just because I feel like we keep smashing our year goals, and so it's hard for me to set like a five year goal. Um, but this year, I'd like to get another twenty cash flowing rental uh, units. Um, so that's kind of what we're working at now. We've we've switched a little bit more to keeping more of our projects um, than flipping them, but we'll flip some this year uh, as well. So we'd like to make a million dollars this year and uh, keep 20 units. So that's kind of the goal. Very nice, very nice. So um, when 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 you're looking at those, you know, uh, property, what are the key factor? that uh, make you decide whether it's a uh, fixer upper, like whether I should fix and flip or whether I should fix and hold? So either way, we have to be all in at 80% um, or less. And then that right. way our um, bank will finance us 100% of the purchase and rehab. Um, and then if it cash flows, we'll keep it. If it doesn't cash flow, we'll flip it. So, uh, I see. I see. And, and basically you're you're jumping into a project, um, basically having just a brief ideas on what it's, it's going to be, but it, you guys are going to determine that toward the end of the project and see whether it cash flow or not. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, we know whether it's going to cash flow or not, um, unless something just really different changes in the, in the rehab process, some unexpected costs or whatever. Um, but for the most part, we run the numbers from the beginning and we know like, okay, this will cash flow or it won't cash flow. A lot of times for us, like two bedroom houses won't cash flow. Um, so we're probably going to flip those off. Um, and then uh, houses that are in more expensive areas uh, usually won't cash flow for us. Um, so we'll flip those. Hmm, I see. Are, are you the type that would look um, nationwide or you guys are just focusing on a few, you know, backyard market or long you know specific market yeah so we're super focused um up to this year we had only done lincoln nebraska so uh that's uh the capital it has three colleges 
So it's a really strong rental market. It's about 280,000 people in that city. Um, And so we're just hyper local. We know every single pocket of the city. And that's been really good for us because I can know right out the gate what is my ARV. There's really no questions about it. Um, And then just recently, we've started buying in the small towns directly surrounding Lincoln um, because we're kind of seeing some better cash flow there or some cheaper prices, um, which which could equate to better cash flow. Um, But those are kind of interesting because a lot of times you don't have any rental comps or even any sale comps in these small towns. So it's a little bit more of like a gamble, I feel like. Hmm. I see, I see. So if you were to restart or if you can, you know, give some tip to the younger version of you, what would be the thing that you wish you know before you get into real estate? I mean, you now apparently you've done great amount of deals. You have all these experience and successes, right? So what what would be the thing that, that, that you want to tell your younger version of you, you know, not to do or to do? Um. I would probably say to go bigger faster. Uh, I think, you know, I definitely or, you know, people in general have a lot of self-limiting beliefs and and we put that on ourselves, you know. So now that I've been meeting people that are just doing it at such a higher caliber, it's like um, Tarl, he goes, everybody I knew was flipping 100 houses a year. So I thought that was just the normal thing. But here it's like nobody's doing that. So it doesn't feel normal to me. Um, so that's just completely a self-limiting belief though. I could flip a hundred houses a year. Um, and so why haven't I done that? It's just, I just need to right. go bigger and go faster. Yeah. And of course that link to the simplicity and, you know, systemizing, you know, the business to be able to do that. Right. Cause certainly, you know, if you're just relying on yourself or just few of you, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and like the first few years, we were doing a lot of the work ourselves. I was painting all the houses, doing trim, everything. Um, so obviously you can only do, you know, maybe seven, eight houses a year that way. Um, but now, you know, I'm systematizing it. I'm not doing actually any of the construction type work in the house. Um, so I can do a whole, whole lot more in a year. Nice, nice. Um, so uh, we'll we'll touch more on how you you know turn your entire business model from simplicities and you know and 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 you know build up build up a system on top of it. You know we'll we'll get to that point in the next session. Um, before before we get to that, you know what 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 are your um you know uh mindset say from your uh you know when you're getting into real estate to your your, your um, you know, right at this moment, what would you say the mindset's difference is? Um, I think when you're just getting started, everything seems very scary. And so I, I feel like the mindset needs to shift where that you can feel fear and choose to ignore it um, because it's still going to be scary even at this point um, or different things are scary. Um, but you can just recognize that fear and say, I'm going to do it anyways, I think is probably, uh, the strongest way of, of beating that. Um, and then I like to kind of go like, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? So like when you're getting started, I thought if I buy this flip and it turns out really bad and I lose a ton of money, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? Okay. Well, 
I could lose everything. Well, what is everything? I have a car. I have a Honda Civic that has, you know, a loan on it and pretty much no equity. And I rent an apartment. So the worst thing that could possibly happen to me is what? Maybe they take my car. Maybe I have to still live in an apartment. Maybe um, I have to get a job again, right? Like, well, I already have I already have a job and I could just get a different job. And so to me, that wasn't as scary as going, if I don't do it, will I regret this for the rest of my life? Um, will I be old and working as a greeter at Walmart because I don't have a retirement, you know? Um, and so to reframe your fear around things, um, I think is a powerful tool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, things where you just talk about the intentions to choose to ignore the fear is so powerful right i mean when when we are trying to do something bigger than what we think we are it's usually the time that fear set in and if we just let the fear grow because it does grow over time right uh then you probably would just you know choose not to do it right and in terms of worst thing i love what you just said because when uh, people are just, you know, recognizing, hey, you don't have too much to lose, then why yeah. not just try it, right? So it's it's fantastic. So, uh, Megan, before we get into the next uh, section, um, you mentioned that, um, you know, uh, you are currently owning, you know, a stage, stage in business. What are the other things that you're doing other than your, you know, uh, fix and flip, you know, and also staging companies. Uh, you said, what are the other things? Yes. Yeah. So um, the staging company and then we're, uh, my husband and I are both realtors. Um, so we do our own listings, but we also, you know, um, service retail clients um, on, on buy and sell. And then um, our flips, our rentals, um, and we do a little bit of wholesaling, but but not really um, just something maybe if, if we don't like the house or it doesn't quite mm. work for us, but it will work for a different investor. Mm. I see. I see. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we'll take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk more about your staging business, uh, how you set it up and your motivation behind it. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> 